You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. You know what's fun about that St. Elmo's Fire um, song, which, by the way, has been stuck in my head for 48 hours now, but it works of with about it anything. Is. It's like the Nationwide is on your side uh, jingle, yeah. where you can just, you know, like, uh-huh. Joe and Tess recording podcast. You know, it, it's the same thing with <laughs> St. Elmo's Fire. I was making some chocolate chip cookies last night, and I was like, preheat the oven. Preheat <laughs> the oven to 350. Oh, I watch a movie that's called St. Elmo's Fire. Then we're going to talk about it tomorrow night on the podcast. <laughs> Can't wait to hear what they have to say about St. Elmo's Fire. Love it. Love it. Sounds so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> hey, do you guys, uh, have you guys finished The Last of Us 2 yet? No, in fact, uh, I haven't played anymore since we talked about it. La- well, that's not no, that, that's not true. We talked about it like two days ago. That's when right. I recommended yeah. I recommended SpongeBob SquarePants. That's when we were talking about it. Model. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we had. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Just the way you said it. I'm seriously going to check that out. That SpongeBob. You yeah. should. It's a good platformer. Yeah. That really and the South Park games that you guys have now sold me. Oh on. yeah. But yeah, yeah, I gotta get uh, gotta get through Last of Us first, and uh, it's just taking a little while because um, it's no, emotionally taxing. What did I say? Last of Us first. Oh. <laughs> the Last of Us the second. Yeah, it's, it's... Hey, you could play all of John Parr's St. Elmo's Fire on the guitar in that game. Oh, that's right. Could that's you? right. The little mini game. Oh, have you played it now? Do you know? No. No. Oh, okay. I just, I've read about it. There's a little uh, guitar mini game that you get to do. Yeah, man. Throughout the, the game, she does covers of uh, uh, pop songs. Uh, she uh-huh. just played uh, uh, Take On Me by Aha. And I said. Uh, oh, wow. Nice so she just did like she did the alert. Deadpool two version. Uh, ooh, I don't know that one. I don't. You remember. don't remember? Did you, you've seen Deadpool. I two, have right? seen it, but I don't. I don't remember when he does that. It's uh, when he goes back. Uh, he so he dies at the end, and he's talking to his girlfriend. He's mm-hmm. talking to um, what's her name from Firefly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and you hear the song in the background, and it's like he can't stay, even though he's dead. He can't stay with her. Uh, and so she sends him back to, you know, back to the world of living. But it's this very sweet. It's so weird. Like that. It's what it kind of amazes me about that movie. The both of the Deadpool movies, like, will pull some like significant amount of heart. Yeah. Out of a really mm-hmm. unexpected moment, and you're like, mm-hmm. this is why though. This is why this movie works. Um, and yeah, it's that it's that moment where he's talking. I think her name's Vanessa in the movie. That sounds right. Uh, and yeah, you hear like this really slow. Uh, stripped down version of Take on Me, and oh. it's it's haunting, it's beautiful, and I imagine that's the same version that she's playing in the game. It is very much like that. Yeah, wow. it's a it's a nice I just, moment. I can't can't imagine Ellie getting all upbeat and happy. <laughs> no, uh, this game is definitely not upbeat and happy. Uh, but uh, yeah, which is why it's taken a while to go through because it's uh, fairly emotionally taxing. Um, but uh, damn, it, it, have video games come so far? Like it's just an amazing yeah. experience. It looks incredible. Uh, it, it's it's one of the few games where I actually want to sit through the cut scenes. You know, usually you're like, okay, like, you know, we, we got done playing a Tomb Raider uh, a couple of yeah. months ago. And that yeah. was just like, it's fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, you got some extras. But there's nowhere near the caliber of writing and performances that, that you're getting out of these. Is that Rockstar? Who makes these games? Uh, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog. The Naughty Dog games. Naughty man. They're, Dog. My, they're my favorite developer when it comes to these uh, first-person really experiences. Yeah. yeah, they're really good. 
Um, I, I'd, I'd put up like the, the work they did with um, with Uncharted. Yes. Like, it's amazing. It's like the best Indiana Jones movie you've never seen. It really uh, is. Yeah, all it's better of them. than I mean, half of the Indiana Jones movies. The character of Nathan Drake is just like <laughs> so amazing, and and Sully mm-hmm. and Mark Wahlberg and the brother. Yeah. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> and the brother. And the brother. Yeah. Can't wait to see uh, him fuck that up on the big screen. Mark Wahlberg. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, uh, that's cool. Tess, you playing anything new? Or you see anything new? You guys seen anything new? Oh yeah, uh, I finished. Uh, I finished God of War actually after mm, you know nice. that year and a half hiatus I took from playing it, uh-huh. and I didn't fight any Valkyries. I said, Fuck <laughs> "I'm not gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave them alone." What's that? Are Valkyries like optional bosses or something? Yeah. So like you know, how like in like uh, you know, how like in uh, GTA, you can you have all these extra things you can do in the game once you beat uh-huh. it. So yeah. in God of War, in this one. It, they made it th- that type of universe where there are certain things that go with the story, but then there's other things that you oh. can do while you're fi- uh, finishing the story or once you've actually finished it. So the Valkyries, when I played the game the first time, I thought you had to get through them. So I spent like a week getting my ass beat by just <laughs> one. Oh, shit. <laughs> so that's why I quit the game and didn't play it for over a year. But I just uh, started playing it again. And I finished it because, like, because Reggie told me, he's like, no, you can go around the Valkyries. You don't have to waste your time with that. <laughs> oh, shit. Because <laughs> he, he has an entire book, like, it, like for the uh, collector's guide. Like, I'll oh, show yeah. you. I'll show you guys later or whatever. It's amazing. But I didn't yeah. even I didn't even have to use it because as soon as he told me, just go around the Valkyries. Everything <laughs> else was much easier. And there you go. I got through the game. And honestly, within a week, I think, like, because I finished it probably a couple of days after we, we talked the about podcast it last time. Yeah. So it was very cool. Good. Do you recommend yeah, it? Is it worth cool. me finishing? Because I'm. Oh, oh, it's de- oh, you should definitely finish it. Tess, right. what did it do right? <laughs> it, did, it did everything right. It got me excited about Norse mythology, which <laughs> I've never been excited about at all. Oh, I didn't no. know. I didn't know about Boulder. I didn't know about Freya. All these other nice. gods, and like oh learned, learned a little bit more about Odin. You know what I'm saying? And mm. Thor. So it's got me excited for the PS5 because I know they're gonna have to give us another oh, yeah. uh, another God of T- War. Tess, are you PS5. gonna? Are you going to start wearing, like, Nordic jewelry and stuff? <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you know, Joe? <laughs> He's going to have, like, Thor's hammers and stuff. Oh, hey, it's funny you actually said that. I actually He's ordered like, what a- people don't know about me is I'm half Norwegian. Exactly, man. I'm, a- I'm, actually, I'm actually part giant. So, part- <laughs> Which part? <laughs> <laughs> That's your pickup line. Uh, that's really good. Oh my god, that was great. That was great. No, my my name but... is Bakken Pelu son. Pelu son. I like that. I like that. But no, it's funny. It's funny you actually said that because I just ordered a uh, Thor's hammer. Oh, no. set. Did, you... <laughs> did you know that, Joe? That's hilarious. Oh my, he did not know that at all. That's what's hilarious. Oh, that's I, can't, I can't wait till that comes in to show you guys. Oh my god! <laughs> it stores hammer. It opens up on the side and has all the tools. Yeah, in. I've but, seen it. But, awesome. Oh man, it's amazing. Yeah, you, I've seen. You know, it. you know me. Bro, my, you don't you, use tools. I, I know, but you know me in my <laughs> online shopping. <It's>, yeah, no, <laughs> like, buys, oh, man, huh? this is cool. <laughs> Joel, I'm texting with Tess earlier this week, uh-huh. and he just shoots me a picture of a trampoline in his backyard. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yo, dog, I got a trampoline. <laughs> like, 
Joe's like, who are you? Joe's like, <laughs> Joe's like, what are you gonna do with a trampoline as a grown ass man? What you are a grown ass man, but that does look like a sweet ass trampoline. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, man. I was like, man, quit hating just because you don't got a trampoline, Joe. <laughs> and I did. I was, that's why. That's why I was hating. Speaking of uh, movies, fun, you, you just reminded me with your trampoline talk that I did see a movie since uh, mm-hmm. we last talked, and it was uh, oh. Jen and I have been going through the Wes Anderson films because I've got her on that now. Uh, we watched nice. Steve Zissou. Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, she loved uh, Lost in... Not Lost in Translation. What's it called? Darjeeling Limited. Darjeeling Limited. And uh, ever since then, we've been going through them all. And I showed her Grand Budapest Hotel and uh, Steve Zissou. <laughs> and most recently, we went through your favorite, Joe, uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Right? Didn't you say that Moonrise was your... Kingdom. No, it's not my favorite. Um, Rushmore. I like Moonrise Kingdom. Rushmore is my favorite. We're doing that one next. I just downloaded Dude, that I- I love that one so much. I thought your favorite For some was Tenenbaums. It, it, it hit me at just the right time. Tenenbaums, I like. No, I like Rushmore the most. I, yeah. I really love Rushmore. Uh, I, I love the uh, the interplay between Jason Schwartzman and Bill Murray. Yes. I think it's it's so good. It's so good. The best Wes um, Anderson films have Bill Murray in a substantial role, in my opinion. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for real, for real. Um, what up, man? I haven't I haven't seen anything. I've been focused pretty hard on this on the SpongeBob SquarePants game. <laughs> I know um, the Wonderful One Hundred and One came out yesterday, mm. and I I never played it on the Wii, and I've always wanted to play that one. So that might be next after I finish this one. Uh, but yeah, dude, just mm. I've just been kind of Sarah has been going the shit out of our house. Like she's uh, tilled up the backyard. And we were growing grass. We have grass growing in the back now. Nice. nice. She, she wow. tilled up like a quarter of the front yard and she's making like a garden where we're going to plant like trees and do like, you know, Aww. some ground cover and stuff. It's it's amazing. Like um, earlier today, I went and I helped a friend of mine move. She moved to like a, a third a third floor yeah. apartment. Oh, no. But it's, it's, it's close by. And what she had said was like, I just need help moving my bed. Everything else I could do, I just need help moving my bed. So you get there and it's like, but everything is in front of her bed and the truck. Like oh, you yes. open the doors and you have to get everything else out to get to the bed. Uh, so I'm not going to be that dick. Yeah. I'm not going to be that dick. That's like, well, get everything else moved up and then I'll help you with the bed. Of course I'm going to help nice you. With me. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to help Reggie move on Sunday too, which oh, is, no. funny. She's, <laughs> this is the worst. Is he, is he moving to a third floor apartment? I hope not, man. He's moving man. from a third floor apartment to Sherman. Oh, oh it's easy. You just throw the <laughs> yeah. shit out the window. Hey, there you go. Get your trampoline. Hey. Get your trampoline. Put it's it underneath. Hey. Just like, hey. toss shit down. Let it bounce out. Like, like a firefighter. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that wood exclusive paying dividends know, already. Joel, Joel, Reggie's military. Just tie some parachutes to his shit oh, yeah. and throw it out the window. Repel. Yeah, we there should. you go. These are all great. I'm writing these ideas down. Right? <laughs> well, but just to, to get back on track on yeah. this, this this bit, uh, just how, made I made maybe eight trips up and down those stairs, mm-hmm. and I was fucking dying. Like oh, yeah. I thought I was puke. I was dying. I get home and I'm sob story in it. I'm like, oh man, I feel so. And I did. I felt horrible. I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel really bad. I feel it's like a I'm full body puke. workout. My wife is out there for like seven more hours oh, out in the 97 degree heat, tilling up the yard. She's like, hold my beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, hold my 12 pack. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and then, and then we went to Lowe's and we got like some, uh, some barriers for the garden and we got some topsoil and she like spent another hour out there putting the barrier up. Wow. I'm like, what a woman. 
come you yeah. come inside because you're exhausting my ass watching you work. <laughs> um, and then you know I bathed the kids. <laughs> I gave the kids baths. Hey, that's hey, its man. own special hell. Exactly. <laughs> There's no small part to do. That's right. Just small parts. Well, I mean, I mean, you haven't seen me naked. <laughs> <laughs> we can't all be giants like Tess. Thank God. We can't all be yes. Can't all be Norwegian Norwegian yeah. like Tess. Is. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Black Thor. <laughs> oh, Blor. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> are you worthy to hold the hammer? Yeah. Are you worthy to hold Bloor's hammer? <laughs> oh my God. This is disgusting. And it's the editing bay on the oh. next wave radio network. My name's Joe. Mine's this is Joel. Joel. And this hey, is Tess. Oh, we're doing something new here. Oh. <laughs> Every week we we'll watch a movie and then come together and talk about that movie. We invite you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, to take part in the discussion. Go to facebook.com slash editing bay or in the search bar on Facebook, type in the Editing Bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us. Let us know what you think about the movie. And if you have suggestions for movies for us to watch in the future, you can put your suggestions there. We'll add it to the list. Um, so... Uh, we just seem to keep losing celebrities lately. Yeah, I was like, slow down, uh, Hollywood. We got to... I mean, we never we did lost, a Fred Willard. We we never did a Fred Willard, and just recently we lost Danny Hicks. Yep. Uh, and not a lot of people know who Danny Hicks was, but he's worked with like Sam Raimi since they were in college together. Uh, he was one of the the hillbillies in Evil Dead Two, that's stuck in the cabin with Ash hmm. uh, and the other characters. Uh, he's really fun, really funny character actor. If you look at his IMDb, he's been in a bunch of other Sam Raimi stuff. He was in Spider Man. He's in like a Simple Plan, like stuff like that. Uh, then just recently we we lost Carl Reiner. That's right. Uh, the the yeah. director of The Jerk. You've also seen him in the Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen mm-hmm. movies, uh, and uh, and then we lost Joel Schumacher, yeah. who we've we've made fun of a lot in this <laughs> on this podcast. We've done at least you know? one of his films. Uh, yeah, we, we did Batman Forever a few years ago, but uh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, uh, Lost yeah, Boys. We, we did Lost Boys, your favorite. Right. Mm. A lot, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of male midriffs. <laughs> yeah, very uncomfortable for me. But you know what? I think there's probably a number of his movies that are on the list still because that guy has done so, so much. Let me like he did uh, a Time to Kill, yeah, the Matthew right. McConaughey movie, a Time to Kill. Phone he booth. also did the Client, uh, Phone Booth, Falling Down, oh, Flatliners, DC Cab. Oh, I forgot he did Flatliners. <laughs> Yeah, he did Flatliners, the original. I, did you know they made a remake of that? I did. I remember that kind of coming and going and uh, hearing uh, that it was a uh, it, it paled in comparison to the original. And I don't remember the original being that great. So uh, yeah, it, pass, it really it really pass. wasn't. Um, so uh, we wanted to do something to honor Joel Schumacher, and not like Joel style, sh- you know, Joel Schumacher, <laughs> where we pick a movie that maybe he's in for four minutes <laughs> and then move on. Oh, Joel Schumacher <laughs> wasn't in this movie at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> What are you talking about? Joel Schumacher stain is all over this well, movie. That is true. Don't say, don't say that. Don't say stain. So what we're what we're ta- <laughs> what we're talking about is 1985's Saint Elmo's Fire. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, directed by Joel Schumacher. The budget for this movie, ten million dollars. Hmm. At the box office, does anyone want to guess what it made, or did you already look it up? I did not look it up. I'm going to say uh, maybe seventy-five million. I think this was a big hit back in the day. Yeah. What do you think, Tess? I'm going to go eighty-five. Wow. Joel. <laughs> One dollar. You both went over, but Joel was closest. Oh, 37. Really? Damn it. Again? Million. Oh, damn. It Half was, of my yeah. guess. 
I never yeah, get that right. It was, I mean, still a success at the box office, but not $80 million success. I mean, again, remember, you're talking about 1985. That's so true. not a whole lot of movies are making $85 million, $75 million. I should have adjusted uh, for inflation. You should have adjusted for inflation. But also, uh, some of the movies that it was going up against, 1985 is a banner movie year. Some right. of the greatest films in the history of movies came out in 1985. Starting with American Ninja. <laughs> oh my god that's where you're starting off with that's what i'm starting off with no okay this is gonna be a long list but i'm gonna try to drop where i can uh starting off with the goonies back nice. to the future ewoks the battle for endor <laughs> the breakfast club clue the color purple legend Weird Science, Witness, Commando, Real Genius, A Room with a View, Silverado, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Teen yes, Wolf, The Last Dragon, Out of Africa, Brazil, A View to a Kill, The Black Cauldron, Pale Rider, Brewster's Millions, Vision Quest, Summer Rental, Fright Night, oh. Return of the Living, Fletch, Return to Oz, Rambo, First Blood Part 2, oh. Silver oh. Bullet. Rocky Four, Day of the Dead, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, Lady Hawk, Desperately Seeking Susan, Red Sonia, Pee Wee's Adventure, Cocoon, Jewel of the Nile, and Spies Like Us. Damn, you threw yeah. some stickers in there too. No, there's yeah. some there's some stinkers, but there were still, <laughs> no, but they're still called classic stinkers. Like these are that is true. Like, almost every movie on the list has a legacy and yeah. someone who's yeah. a big fan of it, Tess, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise. Tess, did you recognize uh, over half of those titles? I did recognize more than I thought it would. There you go. Honestly. But then towards the end, I was like, all right, Joe's just saying words. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like that's how you both feel, even when I'm just talking about shit that's going on in the movie. All the time, man. <laughs> Not me. I hang on every word, Joe. <laughs> but, but interesting to hear uh, Breakfast Club on that list. I didn't realize Breakfast Club also came out in 1985, which is curious because – this is basically the Breakfast Club too. Like this is like the Supper Club. Like this is the it's, the it's unofficial the Supper Club. Yeah. <laughs> it's like them. After, yeah, this is them if they once they went to college. Mm -hmm. The Midnight Snack Club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. you're right. Like the, there's only two cast members from the Breakfast Club that weren't in this movie, and that's Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall. That's right. The yeah. reason Anthony Michael Hall wasn't in this movie is because he was making Weird Science weird that came science. out that year. That's right. Oh. Molly Ringwald, I have no idea. I get the feeling that like she was offered the role of the... Um, Who would she have been? Movie. Wendy? Or, uh... She would have... Yeah, hmm. she would have been Wendy. Yeah. I think... Yeah. I, I'm, I'm almost convinced probably offered her the role of Wendy and she's like wait no <laughs> that's that's the ugly friend I don't want to I don't oh, want to be that one I'm tired of playing that <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no so St. Elmo's Fire this is a this is a film that I've uh I've kind of as far as the the works of Joel Schumacher mm -hmm. I've always been a fan of this one I've always kind of enjoyed it uh I think I enjoyed it more when I was younger even like 10 that. to 15 years ago, I enjoyed it more then. Enjoyed it more for the character study that I thought that it was. Um, <laughs> I have I have different feelings now. Uh, looking at it through 42-year-old eyes, I have some different feelings on it. But at the same time, I I still enjoy it for, for some reason. I uh, still enjoy this movie. And just to kind of give you a quick, just a quick elevator pitch of what this movie is. It's just a bunch of kids that graduate college and now have to face the real world and they can't get uh, out of their own ways. Yep. Uh, it's just, 
their yeah. egos and kind of a confused jumble of whose story is this? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> it's an ensemble uh, piece, Joe. Yeah, it's an ensemble piece. Um, and the people who wrote these characters maybe don't have the firmest grasp on how human beings actually work. But, <laughs> but they, they know how to make a fairly competent movie, so I'm willing to kind of give it a pass. Well, the writer is uh, the very own uh, Joel Schumacher and one other person. Yeah, yeah Joel Schumacher wrote and directed. Yeah. And from what I read, a lot of the stuff that goes on, especially the Andrew, uh, Andrew McCarthy role, seems to be based on a lot of stuff that Joel Schumacher experienced firsthand. Of course. Well, uh, of course. He's he's the, uh, well, one, he's the writer. He's an actual writer in this film. Yeah. Um, and anytime you see a film where there's a writer who's the main character, you can pretty that's, much assume yeah. that that's the author. That's the avatar. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's the avatar of the author. And it's no different he's, here because he starts the film off. He's like, you know, how many times does he say, you know, love is a joke, love is a lie. He's, he's the one who's kind of vicariously experiencing uh, all of his friends' lives and mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And making his own. But oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like it's like rent without the music and oh AIDS. My God. There's I, no AIDS. Oh, I said the exact same thing last night when we were watching it. And and uh, Jenna was like, didn't everybody have AIDS in that? I was like, okay, minus the AIDS, it's just like yeah. rent. It's just like rent, but instead of AIDS, it's just being white. That's what everybody oh, has. Oh, okay. It's cocaine. Okay. <laughs> they have cocaine. All right, so... It. There, there's definitely an after-school special vibe that's going on in this movie. <laughs> and it doesn't surprise me that the co-writer of this film went on to write Saved by the Bell. Are you kidding, uh, really? No, nope, really? not kidding at all. Wow. No, the co-writer went on to do some Saved by the Bell. Um, I think that this movie, I, I think the first thing that strikes me is that this movie has too many things going on mm -hmm. uh, and has a hard time kind of reeling in focus. And... I don't think it does a really good job of redeeming its main characters, its protagonists. Oh, they're awful. They're all just horrible yeah. people. Maybe with the exception of Andrew McCarthy. He kind of gets caught up in it. Uh, he doesn't and mean... And Wendy. Wendy kind of gets caught up in it. Yeah. That's true. Wendy. That's true. They're, they're the nice ones. But everybody else, to me, more is, is deplorable. Emilio Terrible. Estevez... You you, you start off Ted, thinking Ted like Bundy. he's Ted Bundy. Yes, you start off thinking like, oh, what a sweet guy. Love at first sight. He's got this obsession, but then uh, yeah, shit goes haywire. And, uh, I mean, it starts. Joel, the movie starts off with like they're they're rushing into a hospital because a friend of theirs got in a car accident, right. and the first thing he does is he notices one of the nurses is a girl he went on a date with once. Yep. In college, like I'm assuming it was four years ago, four to five years ago, he went on one date with this girl right. who doesn't even remember which movie they went to see. <laughs> really made an yeah. impact on her. Played by Andy McDowell, like, by the way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Dale uh, Bibbin, Bibbin Tucker. Bibbin Stock. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no. Wait, wait. Biberman. Dale, Dale Biberman. Played by a young Andy McDowell. Terrible. Terrible. Um, yeah. So. So like he he asks her to like dinner and she kind of joins him and kind of gives him like the brush off yeah. like more yeah. than one yeah and yet he still like is romanticizing this weird relationship between them to the point where he gets a job making a good a good living a good amount of money and then like throws a party for her <laughs> she can't make it he so he leaves the party and drives. To the mountains, yes, where she's on, she's on some vacation date with some dude. Yeah, shacked up in a little cabin in the snow, and he just fucking yeah. busts like, in there. He's banging on the door. He's like, where, where is she? Where's Dale? What an Open in, up the door. What an entitled little prick. 
he turns out to be right? like so dangerous but, and what a horrible message to send the youth of it's, america it's a horrible message because <laughs> at the end what's going on there like at the car and her boyfriend's like tell you what i'm gonna go inside and get a camera so i can get a picture of you <laughs> why are you sure. taking a picture of sure because uh, oh when uh, when other suitors come uh, looking for my girl <laughs> Uh, I'm going to send him off. Well, but first, you know, I'll bring him inside. I'll warm him up by the fire. And then uh, for posterity's sake, I'll, I'll whip out the Polaroid so that we can all have a nice laugh at it years later. Yeah, I have to say that I did enjoy that. The fact that, like, he wasn't a bad guy. He was like, come on inside. Yeah, he could have been your, a dick. Your cars, you, people die out here. Come on, get inside. And that it actually played, like, I thought that should have been the end of it. Like, that yeah. this is where Emilio Estevez comes to his senses, mm-hmm. learns some humility, and is like, I need to let this go because I am totally making a fool of myself yep. and getting in the middle of what looks like a real good thing with a good guy. And the dude's like, come on in. Hey, come on inside. Like, if it was me, I'd be like, freeze. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. calling Fuck the you, cops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck <laughs> you, guy. Why'd you come exactly. up here? Here's, <laughs> so, like, here's a blanket while some this matches. Dude, while this dude who who – saved his life goes inside to get a camera huh. emilio tries to do some like smooth like dipping and kissing shit yes. which is uh, a funny visual by the way when you've got the world's tallest woman paired with like the world's <laughs> shortest man and fu- you know he's like standing on some apple mm. crates there as he's yeah. attempting to dip her over the car <laughs> So he he kisses her like they even have this weird conversation where she's like, I'm really flattered by what you've done. And who knows, maybe after all is said and done, I'll be the one that feels like I've missed out or I lost in this situation. Uh And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. you're avoiding a psycho killer right now. Mm Even the way Joel Schumacher films him, like staring through windows in the rain, I'm like, this is, oh, yeah. this is oh unhealthy. All you have to do is like change the music, and this becomes like a single white female situation. Where Emilio Estevez wants to be Andy McDowell. <laughs> That's right. A little talented Mr. Ripley going on there. You're right, though, like because there's the scene where he's sniffing her pillow, and her roommate's yes. just like staring. I at saw him. that That's coming wrong. too, and and I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, don't sniff the pillow, whatever, fight the urge, and he just slowly lifts it up to his nose. Hey, uh, here's a pro tip for you guys. When uh, a girl is explaining to you all the reasons why you don't want to date her, like, I'm I'm not good for you. Look, I'm messy. I can't even... That is her, uh, her subliminally letting telling you... down you easily. Exactly. She's trying to <laughs> yeah. be the, the bigger person. Read yeah. those cues. So, so stop, stop looking at it like it's a compliment. Like, well, no, I could still like you. You're mm. good enough for me. It must be about <laughs> the money. It's the money, right? Like, yes. <laughs> And I got to say, like, she should have been a little more forward about, like, no, it's yeah. not the money. I don't like you. Yes. Please go away. Stop. Go a bit on her. Following me. But that still. Was on her. In, the, in the end, though, in the end, though, they it, that scene, though, with the boyfriend at the end, it shows the difference in their ages. It's like, oh, yeah, you yeah. were a freshman when she was a senior. And it's just you're acting like a kid. Yeah. And yeah. Understand and, it, that, right? and that's kind Good of insight. a problem, I think, as a whole about these characters is all that they're all kind of stuck in this weird arrested development oh, of yeah. like, guys, what one, why can't you just communicate with each other? Like, just say, <laughs> like, just say, just, I mean, why is this so hard? Um, so like at, he he forces himself on her mm-hmm. and then like is driving away to the soundtrack, starts pumping in and he's like, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, why? Why have we rewarded this character? Yeah, this horrible no, character. Bad message to send. Yeah. I don't know why we did because I guess in the beginning you were rooting for him when he first sees her. A were little you? Bit. Here's yeah, the thing. I was. I was. I was not in, at all. 
in the very beginning until he got fucking creepy. I was <laughs> I was rooting for him. I was like, oh yeah, man, she's a babe. And I mean it's the duck man, Emilio Estevez. <laughs> I always, the duck man. I always want to see duck him win. Coach always, Bombay. Oh, bro, we've, I've, we've been saying this since fifth grade. <laughs> the Duck Man. <laughs> oh, my God. If the movie is even telling you through the visual when you're looking at things through his point of view as he's walking into the party. Mm-hmm. Like, that, oh, yeah. That is that is the shot of, like, looking through the eyes of a psychopath. Like, that is, <laughs> yeah. that is what we're experiencing it's there. Norman the Bates is, creeping up on the shower. <laughs> oh, for real. Like, Andrew McCarthy kind of gets a little psycho, too. When he finally sleeps with Ali Sheedy, yeah. he gets like all possessive and stuff. Like none of these people slows down. Like none of them know how to slow down. Well, I, I think you're touching on on something you said earlier, which is that you liked this movie when you were younger, and now that you're older, yeah. you're you're maybe kind of questioning some of the motives. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, this movie it it, it is a, a not necessarily a time capsule, but it uh, encapsulates but it's a product of its time exactly, and and just like what life as a young 20 something is like your emotion. You're not yeah. quite sure how to navigate the world and other relationships. You're still like Britney Spears said, you're uh, not a girl, but not yet a woman. You not know? yet a woman. You're still in that <laughs> middle. still figuring out and still making dumb mistakes that now us in our forties and Tess in his late twenties, presumably are looking back on and kind of laughing at, but also just holding our head in our hands. Like, yes, we were yeah. all that person. Well, not just, being young but i think being young in 1985 yeah. when certain behaviors seemed more acceptable um like coke than now yeah like, well not not coke but like like stalking a girl because you're really cute and <laughs> that, you really like her like that was okay back then that was, yeah coke? It, apparently it was <laughs> coke was totally fine <laughs> everybody like you when you were born you got cocaine well you know what it wasn't back to the future too I mean, as well, like his dad, his dad was stalking his mom. That is yeah. true. And then, that is uh-huh. true. I forgot about so it. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing what we accepted back then is just like, oh, it's cute. He's in love with her. Like, yeah, that doesn't give you a pass to, to do some of these things, to, to, to stalk her to a party that you weren't invited at, to tell her that yeah. you're obsessed with her and you want to go have dinner or something. Like, and the fact that the she left the party. She left with him to give him a tour of her apartment and explain why he shouldn't like her. Like, no, that's pretty much where you say, I'm sorry, you've got to go. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kirby. People in this movie go through jobs like it's no big thing. Like these (laughs) people, they just... They just keep losing jobs. Like, I'm devastated. When I was laid off from a job, when I quit my last radio job, I was devastated mm-hmm. because it was something that, like, I I worked towards and built a career over over several years. Like, I put myself into this. Like, these these people finished college. So that tells me that they at least, like, have goals or some kind of <laughs> something driving them. But the fact that, like, as soon as they get out of college, like, half of them are like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> I don't care. I lost the job. I'll find another one. I'm like, yo, what? man, what are you talking about? Yeah, Rob Lowe uh, goes through like three jobs that we can count in this film. In the fir- uh-huh. in like the first thirty minutes, he goes through like, <laughs> yes. three yeah. jobs. And Bro, he gets, he gets a he gets, he gets a swirly by by Judd Nelson. By Judd Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> a swirly, and three minutes later, they're doing the ah. Uh, yeah, walk, I was like, walk, 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 what? Fuck yeah. that! You should be fighting right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What was with well, that, Joe? That uh, that five. that we, oh, sorry. Finish that thought. No, no. 
It's I guess that's just eighty five, man. Swirlies are acceptable <laughs> amongst friends. Of course they were. They were again, this is somebody else's idealized vision of what friendship was. Uh, right. And no, nobody actually acts like this. I don't know anyone who ever acted like this. No. Uh, Sarah and I were talking about this in the car. Like, you know, you have usually like two, if you're lucky, three, like really good friends. It's like one person and like three other people and like this really tight circle of friends. There's no, like, I've never known like seven Seven people, and the fact that they put an odd man out I know. is so like that weirdly transparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, come on, guys. But like, nobody has that many close friends. And then the fact that they like they they have a little saying that they all do. That's like waka waka waka. What the fuck was that all about? So the story behind that was it was never it was it wasn't scripted. That was something that like they were filming one day. And there were people outside of the set, like just civilians watching them film. And they said that like, that was their impression of the fans watching them, the fans talking to each other between takes. To them, it sounded like that, that ooga, 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 waka, waka, waka. <laughs> and so they started doing that as a way to kind of do like, like they were mocking the fans that were watching. Oh, that's them. nice. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you guys are about as as golden as the characters that you're playing in this movie. Like, what a <laughs> yeah. shitty thing to do. Pretty lame. But, yeah. uh, but Rob Lowe, like, another example of... I can't tell if it's just a horribly written character or if he's cut out of sequence. Because there's this yeah. whole thing about how he's, like, he's drugs and he's fucking and he's, like, you know, he's yeah. sleeping around, but he has a wife and a kid. And the wife shows up at a show and he's telling the dude, like, get your hands off my wife right after you got done making out with Demi Moore on the stage. Yeah. And and then, like, they hook back up and he goes to his old college, to Georgetown, and uh. asks for a job. And the guys are like, hey, you know, we could always use a guy like you. You the good drugs. And he has yeah. this, like, serious heart-to-heart with his wife sitting on a bench where he's like, right. don't you on me i'm gonna do right by us and then like the very next scene he's fucking somebody else and he's, he's trying to get demi Moore. yes att- attempted rape not trying to get demi Moore. Oh, you're playing yeah. a lot. like he steals the car keys drops him in his pants and he's yeah. like time to go fishing and- time to go fishing in the front yard of his house yes i have to come out and see that whole scene but uh yeah just when you were getting a little bit of sympathy for him yeah. Uh, so and, that's that's why it makes me think that maybe that whole thing about don't give up on me was supposed to be later. Like they had a different idea of where they wanted to take that character. Well, but I, instead they put that in there to garner some sympathy just to keep us interested because, oh, he's going to disappear for 20 minutes here in just a little bit. <laughs> I, I can I can I'll, I'll, I forgive that a little bit because it was a portrait of an, an alcoholic right from the first literally the first scene of the movie. He has been in a drunk driving accident. Uh, with poor Wendy, which I guess have an on again, off again thing. Like he, he's they're acting like boyfriend, girlfriend, kind of, but yet he's hitting on yeah. random girls. But then he goes to have dinner with her family. Uh, her but family, then yeah. she won't call him her boyfriend. But yeah, um, and then climbs up on the roof. So, yes, I know. What a <laughs> worst dinner guest ever. What a putz. <laughs> like yeah. seriously, what a putz. so like so this dude. And this, I know I'm taking a long time to get to this. This dude who, like, has been horrible this whole movie suddenly shows up when Demi Moore is just like, (laughs) we'll get to this in a second. He shows up and he, like, talks Demi Moore off the proverbial ledge Mm -hmm. and, like, has, like, he has a minute and a half of lucidity. And then he's like, 
I'm going to move to New York now, guys. And like everybody sees him off. And there's like, he doesn't do right by his wife and his kid. Mm-hmm. He's oh. just like, eh, maybe I'll be a weekend parent or something. And then like <laughs> the emotional ending of the movie is them watching him leave. And it's like, fuck this guy. He's running <laughs> away from responsibility. Yeah. Let him go. Let him go. <laughs> and never really he kind has of the audacity to ask Wendy, like, have I abused our relationship yes. so much that I can't I can't ask yes. for a going away present? <laughs> like, what the fuck do you deserve? And what does she give and what does she give him, Joe? Yes, her How virginity. Much- I was like, the most, the most precious thing she could probably give him at the time. <laughs> and she's like, all right, yeah, now let me get on this dirty ass bus and go to New York. <laughs> the flowers for Wendy, yeah. and then yeah. slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Well, and yeah, the, and, and never really atone all of that. The most real, the most unrealistic thing, and the thing that I was yelling at the screen about is that the bus driver wasn't telling him to go sit his ass. Down. Same. I thought same. that too. He's like same. backing up, and uh, <laughs> Rob Lowe is literally standing next to the back of the bus driver as he's staring <laughs> out the window at his friends. Yeah, you know that bus driver be like, I when, can't back when, up with you. Stand here. When, when you've been on enough public transportation, yeah, you that's know, not how it works. They're gonna yell at your ass to sit down. Sit your ass down. What are you doing? And for you. Yeah, for him being uh, for him being set up as an alcoholic, he never really atones. Like, there's no scene where he's gonna take a drink, but then he stops and reflects and no. think. You don't even get that. Like, there's no remorse. And, and the thing is, Joel, you don't get that with any of the characters. Yeah, none of the characters, the journeys that they go on, characters have a moment where they're like, "I need to face up to the wrong things that I've done." To, no. to, to, to the way that I've been, I need to face up to it so I can now be a better person. None of them go through that. It's yeah. spoken about, though, which is one of the things that frustrates me the most about movies oh, yeah. is when they tell us that something happens, but we never see it happen. Well, that, I thought that was weird when we're getting towards the end of the movie, our big climax. And uh, uh-huh. who is, is it Wendy that just shows up and be like, hey, Demi Moore Leslie. is like, Leslie, yeah, yeah shows up. Leslie, Leslie shows up. She's like, she's hey. like I, I had a really bad fight with Demi Moore, which Demi Moore doesn't get a whole lot of shit to do in this movie. Yeah. So, well, like, she was stoned out that, of her mind throughout the filming, apparently. Yeah, she was. Yeah, Joel that's Schumacher right. had to have that. a little uh, heart to heart with her about uh, what it takes to be an actress. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, and so, so instead, we get this scene where Ali Sheedy goes to visit, uh, what's his name, Judd Nelson. Yeah. And she's like, I had a really big argument with, uh, well, what was the character's name? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, uh, Jules. 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 Yeah. I had a really bad argument with Jules. I confronted her about not going to work for three weeks, and I confronted her about the relationship she was in and the money that she was stealing, and she blew up at me and then left. But then she came back, and she kicked me out of the apartment, and I'm really worried about her. And can you come with me to go f- to go help? Whoa, whoa, and slow I'm like, down. Well, wait. This would have been really interesting to see happen. <laughs> yes. They filmed all that stuff. It was a two and a half hour cut, and then they decided, you know what? We can just distill this down into a monologue for Ali Sheedy. Instead of seeing, you know, Rob Lowe play the saxophone another time, like this whole <laughs> oh musical scene number in the bar. What's with Joel Schumacher and guys playing saxophones in his movies? It's sexy. <laughs> yes. It's got the word sax right in it. I think they even make a joke That's about right. that, don't they? Yeah, yeah that he yeah. does. At the very beginning, he asks the nurse if oh, she's into sex. premarital sex. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Classic Rob Lowe. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so what, what, what else? What well, else? We're just taking it character by character, I think. So we've gone through Rob Lowe. Yeah. He's a mess. Emilio Estevez is a serial stalker. Yeah, we, we've touched uh-huh. on Jewel. So let's go ahead and do that because uh, she is probably awful person number three if we're doing oh, the yeah. ranking. Uh, her life choices gave me so much anxiety. It's like, <laughs> why are you doing the shit that you're doing? 
<laughs> she's like, she's basically an escort, right? We learned at one point yeah. she's up in a hotel room in, in like the penthouse suite mm-hmm. with a bunch with of a, uh, with Arab, Arab businessmen <laughs> and a bunch of coke and uh, has to call, who who saves her from that? Emilio? Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson does. Alec, of course. Judd Nelson. And yeah, I, I love when he comes in, he's like, they barely strike me as the gangbang type. <laughs> yeah, because that's what she told him on the phone. I think I heard one of them say yeah. gangbang. Uh, come pick yeah, me up. And they were all just sitting around watching TV. Yeah. M- <laughs> MTV. Yeah. Dude, so my problem my problem with this character is the fact that, like, all of her bad choices, her trauma, mm-hmm. all stem from her stepmother not saying that she loves her. Yeah. Like, is that what's going on? Because she has that big talk with Billy at the end uh, in her apartment where she's just like, <laughs> where she's... She, Baby, you're gonna freeze to death. <laughs> I love that they're outside on the fire escape. They look like they're fine. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> she's she's just hanging out in her apartment, and they're like, "She's gonna freeze to death. We gotta help her." <laughs> I think she'll be okay. Come on. <laughs> like Sarah pointed out, she's like, "Why don't they just call like the super?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody who has a key. Instead of uh, taking a blowtorch to the fucking fire escape and trying to get through the bars before that way. You, before you start destroying private property. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Maybe uh, pick up the phone and call someone. The first couple of times she mentions like her step monster and she uses that phrase several times. You're like, okay, uh, you know, people are traumatized by their childhood, especially we all know the stereotype of the, of the stepmother yeah. who comes in and uh-huh. doesn't love the daughter as much and that can cause some, uh, some consternation. If it was like the step parent that's coming in and doing stuff that's actually like abusive, exactly. But it's not even an abusive relationship. She just doesn't she like just her. Doesn't like her. Like that's and why? Why did we have to make it a stepmother? Yeah. Why couldn't we have just made it a parent? Right? Wouldn't that have been a lot more like believable? If we're not going to actually meet this character, yeah. which we should have done, if we're going to make her that much of a force in developing this character, mm-hmm. we should have actually met her and experienced <laughs> what she was like. It would have been nice if uh, when we finally do meet her, it's yeah. fucking like Edie McClurg from uh, Edie McClurg. Ferris Bueller's. <laughs> She's just a sweet yeah. little old lady. Be like, oh, we were oh, worried sick about you. Isn't she the worst? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, bitch. Yeah, yeah. About the fifth or sixth time Demi Moore is complaining about her stepmother, but you start wondering, mm, maybe it's not her. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you, yeah. This, this movie this movie's written like a play. Because it absolutely they is. They reference characters that we never meet. They reference mm-hmm. events that we never see. Yeah. Uh, and we're just supposed to kind of go on this. And, and honestly, all of the scenes usually just take place in a room somewhere. Yes, even the way it's, it's staged. From the very yeah. beginning, they're, you're right. They're conversations in bathrooms or kitchens, and uh, yeah, it, I have that exact same feeling, Joe. Good call. And and then we we also have like the hooker with the heart of gold that's helping Andrew McCarthy oh, through his like the crisis. mother from Friday. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah I love her. Mom. Yeah, Craig's mom. I kept waiting. Can we her... pretend that this movie exists in the same universe as Friday? <laughs> like... and Andrew McCarthy is actually Ice Cube's real dad. You know what? Oh I, my god! I was kind of waiting for them to hook up because they have a couple of scenes there when they're kind of flirtatious. Yeah, she's yeah. a hooker, but uh, you know, uh, I thought yeah. he was going to go there mm-hmm. a couple times. I thought she was going to get him. Yeah, she's going to keep his secret. So, so this movie. And it's amazing still because I stand by the fact that, like, despite all of its faults, I still kind of enjoy it. Yeah, it was an enjoyable this, watch, sure. Oh, this yeah. movie, yeah. Uh, this movie, it does the thing that we've talked about, Joel. Uh, it's got that twilight factor where, like, everything that's happening to this group is the most important thing mm-hmm. that could possibly be happening right now. Like, rent. everybody is up in each other's 
business. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just like rent. Oh my God, guys, did you hear about, mm-hmm. did you hear about Jules? Did you hear what's going on with Jules? Like it, Judd Nelson and Ali Sheedy go to the apartment and then here comes Andrew McCarthy and, and Emilio Estevez. Like, we heard just, we came just as fast as we heard. I'm going to go find <laughs> Billy. Let's go get Billy. He runs to go get Rob Lowe and Rob Lowe shows up in three seconds yeah. in his truck. <laughs> yes. How lucky for them that Rob Lowe worked at the gas station right around the corner. He's down the hall. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. So just, just to like a little too after school, especially, um, I, mean, I still like the movie. Everybody is definitely working their shit out throughout this yes, film. And, and to that extent, like I said, you think about your early 20s, and I knew people like this. And, you know, you you, you have that clique of friends, when you're, yeah. especially when you're coming out of high school and or college. Um, and everyone starts to grow and do their different ways, and you start to realize, hey, maybe um, we're all just flawed individuals. Yeah. I only have one friend that I still have from high school, mm-hmm. and, and that's Jay. And that's because – He's awesome. Like – well, he's awesome. That's because I, I left an abusive situation at my home ah. uh, and lived with Jay and his family for two years right. before I went back home. Yeah, Jay's family. I don't know if you knew this, Tess. Uh, my buddy Jay, his family took me in, uh, and I lived with them for a couple of years, like junior and senior year of high school. Uh, I lived with them until you know my, my father finally found out that I wasn't living at home and asked me <gasps> what was going on. And my father flew into town and kind of fixed the situation, so... Wow. Uh, you know I, all about that step monster. Big Daddy Joe, man. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't, I, I'm, I just got a friend request from a guy who used to be part of my friend group in high school. And this guy, his name was John. I'm not going to say his last name, but his name was John. And he was that destructive friend. Joel, you and I have talked about him before. Uh, He's that, that guy that, like, whenever you went and did stuff, he always kind of got you guys into trouble. Like, he was the, like, <laughs> Oh, he was the wow. troublemaker. Like you guys always kind of got in trouble with the cops or you got in trouble with somebody because this guy just couldn't not be an asshole. Um, oh. This is the guy that uh, was trying to hook up with my girlfriend uh, after graduation. He tried oh. to hook up with my girlfriend and told her like just started kind of like feeding her some bullshit about me. So she would yeah. break up. His whole goal was like he was he was he tells me after the fact he's like I was drunk. I was just trying to hook up with her. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, man. So over the years, he's like found me on different social media platforms and tried to friend me. And I'm like, <laughs> delete. No. no, man. No, I know life's I'm, too short. I know we're like 20 years removed now from all that, but I still my life has been exponentially better without since you've exited like since you haven't been in it nothing bad has happened in my life that like the kind of shit that i experienced when you were there life's too Uh, short for uh, for that drama for people who uh, only make your existence worse i know it right and that's what brings me back to this movie nobody seems to really be gaining anything positive (laughs) from the friendships (laughs) that they have with each other in this movie no one is benefiting because it was probably written by, like, how old was Joel Schumacher when he wrote this? I have to imagine I I knew. he wasn't probably too. Twenty thirty. Yeah, yeah. You you have to be in that mindset, not too far removed from uh, uh, that type of thinking in that world to write yeah. a film like this. Because yeah, if you're if we're forty now and we think back on our twenties, and you do have that. Oh, here's what was actually going on. Here's how yeah. this story ends. We don't get the the real ending to any of these people's stories, you know? That's so, right. that's so true, Joel. And the that's thing so is, cool. at the same, like, that's, you just kind of pinpointed what I kind of appreciate about this movie, mm-hmm. that it is, like, it is, 
it's not the beginning and it's not the end. It's just this chapter yep. of their lives. And I think in that respect, I I appreciate what Joel Schumacher was putting together. Yeah. I think it's the kind of story and the kind of movie that 1985 hadn't experienced yet. It wasn't – I think the closest you can come to it, which was done better, was the big, big chill. Um, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's, 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 have you ever seen that, Tess? No, never it's heard got, of it. got uh, Kevin Klein and uh, who else? <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. I, I always disappoint you. <laughs> it's got, it's got <laughs> Kevin Klein. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it. Uh, Tom Berenger. It's got a young, Kevin, a young Kevin Costner plays the dead body. That's right. Oh, wait, there's a dead body in it? Yeah. Well, what happens is the movie starts with like the, this this group of friends that have kind of grown apart from each other, and one of their friends has died, and they've all come together for the funeral. Uh, uh, and so, like, they've all kind of had to face like, you know, some some issues, unspoken aggression between them, mm-hmm. uh, and they kind of they kind of work it out because they're all staying in this one house together. I think John Hurt's in it, not John Hurt, uh, uh, William Hurt. William Hurt. William Hurt's in it. Uh, yeah, dude, it's it's a good movie. Uh, and that's what this movie kind of reminded me of. But even The Big Chill has a, a, big, a bit of a finality to it. Whereas this one, yeah, it's kind of left open. And I like that. I think I like that as a character study. I just mm-hmm. wish that one of the characters, one of them, was you know sympathetic in the least that i could have been like okay well i get it andrew mccarthy kind of is he's got this unrequited love uh he gets psycho though yeah no he just moves to but it comes from from a place of uh it's a little obsession but not to the level of emilio estevez at least he he didn't try to steal ali sheedy from judd nelson he was just kind of quietly waiting for their relationship to implode and then uh, he was there to pick up the pieces Joel, I'm going to tell what you something dick? right now. I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah. If you were to like ha- come to my, if if I was hanging out in your house mm-hmm. and stirring the vegetables and stuff, <laughs> Saute, and you yeah. come in, you come in and you're like, "Hey, man, so I just banged this chick at the Dude, store. It's crazy. Bro, like, fuck, if, bro. if you told me that, I would be like, Joel, I'm sorry. I I uh, I cool. cherish our friendship, but. I think I've got a kind. Of, I think I need to tell Jenna. I yeah. think Jenna needs to know I about. Can't like, do this to a friend. I feel like Andrew McCarthy keeping that from her That's true. is just as bad as him lying or or telling on just like yeah. that's that's terrible that yeah. he wouldn't tell her and I don't think he deserves her. He doesn't deserve the night that they shared together because he he didn't earn it. He was just mm. he, he was, was dishonest. He was dishonest to her by not saying anything yeah you're absolutely right everybody's kind of using each other to to some extent but uh yeah i forgot about that i i had that same thought too like not cool man like who where do your loyalties lie and this is a very like bros before hoes mindset yeah which is surprising coming from joel schumacher i thought he maybe would have been a little more sensitive to uh well you know it's funny that you say that i did have a uh, i did have a thought i was like is this an example of, you know how I've said multiple times about, like, this is an example of a man trying to write for a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't understand how I think. Is, is there a chance that Joel Schumacher, because he's gay, mm-hmm. he was gay, yeah. didn't understand how traditional couples work? <laughs> how straight men talk? <laughs> like, I, I know, and I know that sounds pig-headed and, and really ignorant for me to say. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know a smoother way to say it, but no. it just, it's, it reeks of someone trying to throw dialogue into the mouths of people he doesn't really understand completely. I could see that, yeah. Uh, which, again, is why everything is kind of couched through Andrew McCarthy's uh, 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 lens, his prism. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, uh, I, I, I did kind of get that impression too, especially the scenes between the guys. He's like, uh-huh. you know, what would a straight man say in this situation? Um, yeah. And it's not always, or, or how, how would that person act? Uh, like the dude's hanging out in the bathroom. And like, yes. Like, why do they put ice in the urinal? Because it makes it taste better. Taste better. <laughs> booga booga. No one has ever said that. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny. Not conversations we have. <laughs> uh, yeah. So in the end, you've got this thing where like Andrew McCarthy mm-hmm. is trying to hook up with Alan. Sheedy. He wants them to have a thing. He wants to move in yeah. with her. And Judd Nelson is trying to just process the fact that, like, he one, he's no longer with Ali Sheedy, and two, she's with his what use who used to be his best friend. Yeah, yeah. And they're having this talk, and she's like, "Look, guys, I think I just want to go it solo for a little while. Good, but we could still be friends. No. And they they look at each other. And they all laugh, and they're like, we could do that. And I'm like, who are these <laughs> Where does this happen at all? Again, this is like chapter two of a three-chapter story that we never get to see the fallout of how, uh, you know, because everyone is still processing the uh, the immediate events. This all happens yeah. within, you know, a couple of days, or at least that, that last climax. Yeah, because yeah, that's them leaving after they let Billy leave. And you remember uh, the last thing he said to um, to Judd Nelson's character where he's like, don't let her leave. Don't let her go. Don't let her go. Don't yeah. let her go. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. And he just okay. kind of looked down. I'm like, all right, I'm thinking about that. First of all, Tess, how are you going to take love advice from, from, from that character? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, didn't you just have a girl's uh, car keys in your pants like, about 24 hours no, ago? No, no, no. Not even that, Joel. Mr. Don't Let It Go is leaving his wife and kids. <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh, no. He, the let, he let them leave. Remember? Because she went off. She got remarried mm-hmm. to another guy who was like, I'm going to take care of you and the daughter. That's You'll true. never have to worry about your She's dick, the you only know, one who like moved on in this uh, story. <laughs> she did. Yeah. Oh my God. We didn't see anything about that story. That was, <laughs> yes, because that's all we need. We needed another story to be going on in this movie. <laughs> we needed an eighth story, Joe. Another <laughs> one. Of Demi Moore in her office needing her paycheck. But yeah, she had two months advance on her pay. I'm like, what are you using your money on? I like that too, that she's like, she's walking around to the woman who's like literally handing out the checks at her office. And And she's like, well, let me have one. I'm like, they don't just (laughs) give out like like, blank checks. (laughs) (laughs) I had that same thought. This this is not how work works, this is not how anything works. And then, and then they do that thing where it's like she's like, "Well, you can't. I can't just give it to you. You're going to have to talk to Mr. Anderson." And she walks away. And Demi Moore's like, "The president of the bank." And I'm like, "Why didn't you just say what?" Because <laughs> that's that's the script trying to give us the backstory and yeah. exposition on someone. We never meet this character, so she could have just said, "I don't have your check. You're going to have to talk to the president." That's all. You don't have to say Mr. Anderson well, and then have to be more with her awkward, you mean the president of the bank? Is that not the guy that she ends up uh, banging, though? Her boss, no, Forrester? No, it's a different oh. dude. Oh. We find oh. out it's a different dude. Oh, I thought it was the same guy. I was like, that's how she's getting no, her checks. Because, because, no, because she got fired. From the job. She, got, yeah. she got fired from her job three weeks ago. Oh, that's right. And and that's what that she's been hooking. That's like right. that's that's the story of like how she's been getting. It. And the thing is, we don't even have they don't even have the conviction to straight up tell us she's been having sex for money. They imply mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. in that scene with Billy at the end where he's about to bust in the door where where the gay neighbor is oh, <laughs> just yeah. watching Ron. His 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 entire job, his entire job in this movie is just to be the guy that goes, What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's it's ironic to me that a, a script written by a gay man, yeah. the only gay character is the most ineffectual character <laughs> in the script. <laughs> He's like the Greek choir. Not representing his people very nope, well. Nope. At all. <laughs> I didn't get that at the end though. That, that was that that's what they were implying. That she that's how she's been uh, getting her money. That yeah. she'd been hooking. I didn't get she, that. She'd been she'd been hooking for she was, money. She was bopping the boss. Well, I knew she was see it's the best thing. I knew she was doing that, but I didn't know she was hooking out there actually. Cause I mean they were I like I said, all the decisions that she was making from just the beginning well. of the movie were just terrible and i was like oh my god this is not gonna end well but yeah this is i guess what they this is the the cliche and stereotype that they say like you're pretty and you're just gonna go about doing whatever and it's yeah. like yeah. oh my god hey man those arab, you're pretty you can play with it those arab businessmen weren't paying her to watch mtv that much we know True. well they weren't True. paying her to do anything else either apparently <laughs> they didn't seem to have anything on their minds and then she's like well, take me back to your place. I don't want to be alone. Was she looking to hook up with Judd Nelson? She was absolutely trying. So. Yeah, because she I even says so. she was like, "I don't want to waste this coke." So she's like, "Yeah, high out of her mind," and uh, she's, she's going to fuck and, somebody. And waste this good coke. And honestly, <laughs> and honestly, I thought that they might have already had something because I mean, yep. you know, at this point that he he's already a philan he's already a philan yeah. test, but only but only nameless, faceless ones. That's right. Yeah, so we're exactly. have to face the consequences. But Tess, I had that exact same thought. I thought maybe we were going to uh, reveal that later, but it was kind of implied by his reaction. Yeah, yeah. Especially scenes how like I mean they were all very friendly with each other. Dude, like she was friendly with Billy, Andrew Billy, McCarthy, yeah. and and Ali. And she she tried like, kiss each other on the lips. Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She's like, you're the only one that never tried to hook up with me in high school or in school. Yeah. You never tried to hook up with me. I'm like, what is the point of this? What yeah. is the point of this conversation? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I wish I really do wish that they would have revealed that Andrew McCarthy was gay. Like that would have been yeah. a much more compelling yeah. story that like he is. And this is like his story of trying to like trying to deal with it. They talk about how much of a writer he is and how he wants to just write something of substance. Mm -hmm. He finally writes it, but we never get to hear it. Like <laughs> yeah. we never get an idea it's of the meaning what it of life. Is. Like it, it's never the meaning of love. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, oh, it was yeah. the meaning of love. <laughs> we do never we never get to see it because so much more is going on at that point. Yeah, <laughs> so much more. Everything they 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 fit so many things that these people do. Like they have an intervention for Demi Moore yes. at a homeless oh, yeah. shelter. Yeah, <laughs> which, was, which, which was hilarious, by the way, because she's like, "Yeah, we're we're here to honestly talk to you, Wendy. We're worried about you. But, actually, no, actually, no, we're here for you." Yeah, <laughs> the old switcheroo. But but the I double switch that whole uh, that whole scene is made uh, even more funny because the whole time I'm watching Maya, the homeless woman, oh, who's like yes. sitting yes. next, to, just like eavesdropping in on this conversation <laughs> between these young twenty somethings. I love it. Oh yeah. So what is Ali Sheedy's deal? Like as many times as I've seen this movie, mm -hmm. I still have a hard time piecing together like. Why she doesn't want to marry Judd Nutt. Like, I know she says, like, we have to do something about your extramarital uh, activity. Yeah, I, like, or I, thought that, I thought that's what it was, which and, how did she and, even know about that? And yeah. that's that. Here's the thing. What if she was wrong? Like, what a, sh what oh, a gamble. Yeah, <laughs> She's true. like, he didn't tell me. I just had a hunch. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, that is, <laughs> like, look, I know he pulled, he pulled the Soglo move from uh, America where he just announces your engagement, even though you've never agreed to get married. Yeah. But like, but like to pull that card out and be like, what about your extramarital activities? What if he wasn't messing around behind her back? Yeah. She's trying to call his bluff. 
And what lazy writing to have him go and just immediately attack Andrew <laughs> McCarthy. Like, he has never heard the phrase deny, deny, yeah. deny. Yeah, exactly. well, he, he tried to for a second. He's like, what? No, the what first thing out of his about? the first thing out of his mouth was oh, yeah. did Kevin did, did Kevin tell you? <laughs> it's like, dude, like, come on, man, you're bad. Bro, at you're this. giving up the game <laughs> already. Jeez, what the fuck, man? Come on, you deserve to I get thought, cut. I, I thought you went to college. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Although you know what, there aren't is... you a politician? Aren't you trying, aren't you around politicians? Yeah. Come on, yeah, you need to learn how to lie better. But you know what? There is uh, maybe a little bit of truth to that character. And you know, you always hear that um, when people are doing something bad, they want to get caught, and then they're they're pushing oh, yeah. that envelope until they get caught. So he's gotten ever yeah. more brazen with his philandering. You know, he's like banging chicks in the uh, the dressing rooms when he's buying like a fucking nighty for her. He banged that the chick so. who tried it on for him. That that was so strange. Unbelievable. Because like, saleswomen are trying on negligee for customers. I don't know. Apparently, don't know. apparently, one's for Judd Nelson. Yeah, when you look like <laughs> Judd Nelson, uh, how can you deny uh, the attraction? Yeah. His nostrils, Jesus. Yeah, there we go. There's the nostrils. I was immediately taken back to steel. Cannot no, get past. Well, he still got them, and they've just gotten bigger over time. But they were huge well, even in the eighties. He still has them. Of course, he still has them. He, he didn't leave them at home. Uh, listen, there's, there's a thing called plastic surgery that you know most actors in Hollywood. Uh, at least Why try to should fix he get those plastic surgery? He's because fine. It's distracting, Joe. To you. <laughs> I don't know. I asked Jenna. I was like, is this nostrils bugging you too? Oh, she was like, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> well, then there we go. There's the Illuminati. <laughs> Joel and Jenna. <laughs> uh, but man, his but that's the thing. His yeah, his character definitely terrible also. Because his reasoning yeah. behind all of it, I mean, it's cause she won't marry me yet, man. But if she just marries me, then I know it'll be done. And Kevin even tells him. Oh, you really think that marriage is going to stop? Is going to make you faithful? Like that's really good. Right. Yeah, it's like exa- he's already telling him right there. But Judd Nelson still has his and own. That's where, and that's where Kevin. Like, if I, it, I would have loved that character even more if he would have just said, "Like, you're full of shit." I'm going to tell her right now. Like, yeah. we should talk yeah. about this right now. Or, or like, and give him fact- an ultimatum. Like, you have three days, or I'm going to do it. it. Right? Yeah, exactly. And the fact that like she's. I feel like Ali Sheedy is still like, we could have worked through this. Like, had you just been yeah. honest and handled yeah. it like an adult, we could have probably still worked through it. But instead, you acted like an idiot and then yelled at me about what records I couldn't take. Yeah. Oh, that, that, was, that was hilarious. No Springsteen is leaving this house. <laughs> He's like, you can have all the Billy Joel bullshit. Except for the stranger. Yeah. Oh my god. And then even when they, and then even when he calls later and he's like, Wait, who is that? Oh, are you with Kevin listening Dude. to my records right now? Oh my, okay, okay. And then there's that and then there's the bit where Kevin's like, Tell him we're moving in together and she's like, We're not moving in together. Oh, I see. You're moving in with him. He's like, No. Like, he's, it's like she just said we're not moving in together. Uh, like why are you why are you why is the script trying to deliberately twist this in such a to, dumb way? She just needs to dump everybody and get out of that. And that that's situation. why she did the she did the smartest thing at the end she where she's like, she I just need some time alone. Yeah. I need to get I need to ride solo that's, on this. That's the thing. Honestly, I actually I liked her character except for the fact that she slept with Kevin right after all that. Because yeah. that was right literally after. just her getting back at Absolutely. Nelson's character. Absolutely. That, yeah, and what kind of move was that? Where like Kevin's just trying to get him out of the apartment the next morning. He's trying to oh, get him yeah. out. He's like, okay, cool, yeah, I'll talk to you. Yeah. He's like, what you got in there? I want to see. He's like, no, 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 we got to go, got to no, go. And then no, Ali Sheedy just know. comes out and she's like, hi. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, because you made that decision for both of us. 
Everybody wants to get caught. Yeah. He's like, come on, help him out. What are you doing? Kids, man, everybody working through their shit. Oh, man. <laughs> like, oh, just man. give him a minute, right? Like, yeah. don't, don't ruin. Andrew McCarthy had the, he was nice enough to drive you somewhere. Like, he offered to yeah. anywhere else. Gave you a place to stay for the night. And this is how you were pay, pay him? Come exactly. On. Come on, man. Oh, man. So, uh, despite all that, uh, I enjoy the movie. I enjoy, oh, the, I, movie. I enjoy the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, there's enough it. redeemable qualities about it. Okay, so there's a weird, like, um, voyeuristic pleasure to be had sure. watching these people just melt down and, like, self-destruct. But you got a pretty good cast here. Absolutely. And they're, they, they don't have good material to work with, and they're definitely not elevating it. But they're doing the best that they can with it. But they're they're connecting with each other, and they definitely have a chemistry with one another. Which, I, I, I mean, except for Mayor Winningham, yeah. who I think just doesn't fit in this movie at no, all. Not at all. But everybody else, you can see like a, a you sense kind of a chemistry and a camaraderie that's kind of compelling to watch. Uh, and if maybe this movie had like another writer who wasn't as connected to the material who could go through it and be like, all right, we need to change this. We need mm-hmm. to cut this down. I think you'd have a stronger film that said, I'm not displeased with the movie we have. I just think that unfortunately there's, <laughs> there are just a lot of problems with it. There's a lot of holes uh, in the character logic, the character development and the story in itself. Uh, but when, the, when it's all said and done, I don't feel, I don't feel like I've wasted my time at all. No, I agree. No. How about that Rob Lowe? How about him? <laughs> Just, how about that? Like that dude is a vampire. Cause yeah. <laughs> I compare how he looks in this movie to how he looked in that, um, that parks and rec special that they did. Yes. The COVID special. Yeah. And like, you know, he looks like, he looks like from, from this movie where he was maybe in his twenties, he looks like maybe he's 39, 40. <laughs> like the dude looks great for his age. He's 60 yeah. something, right? What? No. Yeah. He's in his 60s. Do you see uh Holy I don't shit. know if you follow him, if you follow him on social media, but his son trolls him constantly <laughs> on social media. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, like there's a picture of him and he's on stage and his caption is like, uh, you know, I, I, I had such a great time performing to 40,000 people at this venue or whatever. And his son comments and he's like, Stamos would have sold it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Born in uh, 1964. So let's see. That would have made him 30, 56 now. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And you're right. In a row? Looks <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so the last thing I want to talk about, do you guys have any notes first before I get into this? No, we're, we're touching on them all. No. Yeah. Okay. So the, the last thing I want to talk about is that this movie does something that I love. And it's that it has this song that was like, it charted really well. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, it has a, a, and they made a music video for it. And the music video features the actors in the movie. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always this like sad feeling when you see that, like where you could kind of see on the actors' faces that they're like, Jesus, I thought I was done making this movie. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe, I can't believe they called me back and I have to do this bullshit. And like they've, they do have a few like original shots where like the singer John Parr is kind of like it, it, the, the music video posits like that it, right after the events of the movie, the bar St. Elmo, uh, St. Elmo's bar burned mm. down. 
And so, because they're taking oh. the St. Elmo's fire thing very literally. <laughs> uh, even though Rob Lowe he explains what St. Elmo's fire is yeah, in the movie. Fake. Yeah, I love that too. When, just when you think this movie's almost over without mentioning it, oh, there's literally the word <laughs> St. Elmo's yep, fire. There's the words. So, like, this music video is like this guy exploring the wreckage of the bar, and like the cast of the movie are like looking in the window, like Emilio <laughs> spying on Andy McDowell. The cast is just like staring in the windows, watching John Parr. Then they come in. There's this moment at the end, and I'm so glad I made you guys watch it before we started recording. <laughs> yes, thank you. There's this part at the end where John Parr is like winding down the music video, and he starts singing, and he has like a little moment with each of the cast members. He starts with Demi Moore, <laughs> yes. and D- Demi Moore looks like she's just trying to not laugh in his face while he's singing. Then he he goes over to Rob Lowe, and I want to save this one for last. After Rob Lowe, he goes over to Judd Nelson and Ali Sheedy. Judd Nelson has to put his head down because it looks like he's about to laugh. <laughs> then he walks over to like Andrew McCarthy and Emilio Estevez, and that's where things start to kind of fade. My favorite is when he goes over to Rob Lowe because he sits down next <laughs> yes. to Rob Lowe, and he's singing. And Rob Lowe kind of looks like he's humoring him for like a second. Then he has this look on his face and his body language suddenly turns into like, get the fuck out of here. He's, like, <laughs> He's like, all right, man, you do you. <laughs> You've, you spent enough time next to the low. You have to move yeah. away. All right, move along, move along. <laughs> pet, pet, get on. <laughs> so, so with that said, I want to know if you guys have uh. a favorite situation like this where it's a movie that has a song and the music video for that song has the actors or the characters of the movie in it well if you listen to our uh, uh highlander episode you can hear us talk about uh the the queen <laughs> what was that that's queen right yeah it's queen yeah. it's queen where where the highlander shows up and starts battling freddie mercury <laughs> <laughs> exactly they work and him into the plot in that whole video, all Christopher Lambert is doing is walking around. He's, he's just walking. But, but in a very threatening manner, though. He's got his sword unsheathed, and he's, uh, <laughs> he's giving oh, Freddie God. Mercury the eye. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. shit's about to go down. So uh, listen to that episode. We go a little more further detail. But uh, I, I pre- when, you, when you asked this earlier, I immediately thought of the, uh, the music video for Ghostbusters, like the theme uh-huh. from the original Ghostbusters. Uh, and yeah. I, I had to pull it up because I was like, am I, am I imagining things? Do they show up at the end? And sure enough, here they are there about is. three and a half minutes into the Ghostbusters film or uh, music video. Ray Parker Jr. is leading the four Ghostbusters in their little dance down Times Square <laughs> doing the Ghostbusters. Huh? And it's it's really embarrassing, but um, impressive that they if got them all to do that. If you remember mm. the closing credits to the real Ghostbusters cartoon, did the did same kind thing. of a did a kind of a lampoon on that, where it's the Ghostbusters walking down mm. the street mm-hmm. dancing. Just instead of Ray Parker Jr., I think it's Slimer <laughs> that's yeah. in, the, yeah. in the center. But but <laughs> I had also forgotten that not only do they get the stars of the Ghostbuster to do this embarrassing waltz down Times Square, but there's a bunch of random celebrities in this video yeah. too, like fucking uh, Chevy Chase and John Candy. And oh, wow. uh, yeah. George went from uh, uh, Cheers, and uh, who did uh-huh. I just see? Danny DeVito, just like randomly show up singing to the camera the Ghostbusters theme. It has nothing to. None of those actors are associated with this film at all. <laughs> They're not even in the movie. They're not in the movie, but for some reason, uh, it was such a phenomenon back in. Uh, oh, also eighty five, right? Uh huh. Yeah, no. it was in nineteen eighty five. Um, that's a that's a great question. I'm like I'm thinking about him. I think one of the first movies that comes to my mind. Might be the Tenacious D, ah, but it's uh, like that's kind of cheap because they are artists. True. And I mean, but 
but still, but it has though. other actors. It has other characters yeah, from the true. movie are in the movie theater when they go into the movie theater and stuff. They're yeah. in the, that's a good one. I didn't even think about that one. I love uh, that movie so much. I've got, a, I've got a top three. I've got a top three right. list. Let's hear it. Uh, and it's in no particular order. But this one, this man in motion, the Saint almost fire, <laughs> that's <laughs> one of them. Uh, the Cindy Lauper Goonies are good yes, enough. Yes, that's right. <laughs> parts one and two they made two different videos it told like oh, one wow. complete story but it was the same song twice but, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> isn't like captain lou albano in that movie or in that yes, music video at the very end they summon andre the giant who fights off all the bad oh, guys oh that's right oh my god oh yeah. wow but all the goonies and the thing is the goonies never really I don't think the Goonies come into the real world. Like they're just on the pirate ship and stuff and in the caves. But yeah, you've got mm. at one point the Bengals in the second video, the Bengals show up. <laughs> they're like hanging out with the wrestlers. And in fact, I said out loud, I was watching this in front of Sarah. I was like, the Bengals are in this video. <laughs> <laughs> Cross promotion. And okay. So there's the Goonies mm-hmm. man in motion. And I think I've got to give it up to Sweet Freedom from the movie Running Scared. It's uh, Michael McDonald. Yeah, is it Michael McDonald? Yeah, it's Michael yeah. McDonald. And he's sitting there and he's singing. And Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines are oh. in the video. With him. Yeah. Uh, but there's so many, dude. I've got a list of just, and it doesn't even cover all of them. Like I've got uh, Lose Yourself, the Eight Mile music video. I think Eminem oh, is yeah. acting oh, like yeah. rabbit. Uh, you've got the uh, the jewel of the Nile when the going gets tough. Oh, uh, tough, good, good. Yeah, you got Danny DeVito, Michael Douglas in that mo- in that video. Uh, what's her name? Kathleen Turner. Uh, oh, you mentioned Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters two song on our own with Bobby Brown oh, shit. also had the, had the cast of the movie in it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it must have been in their contract. Couldn't so let me ask. One. Talking about this, do you think that this is a strong marketing move? Or <laughs> no, okay, I want to put this into context because whenever, uh, whenever I see a movie like that takes place in medieval times, but it has like a heavy metal soundtrack, like actual rock bands yeah, doing first the soundtrack, night. I feel like well, not just first night, but like um, the Scorpion King, all oh, the marketing yeah, yeah. In, in the movie, like had that Godsmack song "I Stand Alone" was in the movie, and I'm like. Yes. Braveheart doesn't have an ACDC soundtrack. Like, <laughs> Don't think that ACDC I, wasn't pushing to get to any of their songs in that movie, though. And I know they were trying to. Come on, but Thunderstruck, come like, on. I feel, I feel like that's the mark of a great film. Like, So is that to you, is that the sign of like trouble? Like, oh, man, <laughs> they really needed help to promote this movie, so they made their poor actors be in the music video. Or do you think that that's smart marketing? I mean, that's just a sign of the times. Like, we don't really have that anymore, but I think it has more to do we with... Do. do we? But we do. Joel, every Will Smith movie has well, Will Smith doing a music video as the character. Men in Black, yes. Wow Wow West. Those are all 20 years old now, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't do that anymore because music isn't consumed the way it was... You know, back True. in the 90s, before the internet, it was, you know, we, they were really pushing the album. And, and so it was like, you know, buy the soundtrack to this movie featuring Will Smith and his number one hit, you know, uh, Wild Wild West. Yeah. Um, and also, and also videos were a lot bigger back then, too. Also so true. I mean, the premiering videos, like when they'd spend so much time shooting music videos to where when they premiered them, it was such a big thing. Nowadays, it's, there's so many videos that come out for different songs mm-hmm. that we never see. But I got to yeah. admit, I was never enticed to see a movie solely because ACDC contributed a, a song <laughs> from their album to the soundtrack, yes. Um, I think one of the worst offenses 
was the movie Dragnet with Dan Aykroyd and Tom oh, Hanks. Oh, yes. They made a rap video. Ew, <laughs> for, ew. Yeah, it's called City of Crime Test. I recommend you look it up sometime. Don't. It's, ah, Tom, <laughs> it's Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd rapping for oh. three and a half minutes. Oof. Oh, wow. That sounds <laughs> awful. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. And that's why and we don't have that Dan- anymore. Dan Aykroyd, because Dan Aykroyd fancies himself a blues musician or something. <laughs> like he, he, he thinks he's a musical artist because it's the whole Blues Brothers thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's where we got though. that. But, uh, but yeah, no, Blues Brothers is Great fantastic. Movie, yeah. Yeah. Coming soon um, to an episode of The Editing Bay. So that's all I have about St. Almost Fire. I think that, you know, we could have gone with a Batman movie. We could have gone with something <laughs> like I almost went with Falling Down. That would have been great. Uh, I love that film. It's a great oh. movie. But I wanted to kind of also keep it a little bit light. Uh, and, and so that's why I went with this one. It's a good pick. Uh, and that's why, just to kind of skip to this next part, that's why I would recommend this movie. Because the subject matter, while it's kind of heavy, it still manages to, to be light enough fare that keeps it digestible. That it doesn't yeah. seem like, like too much of an like, – like making your way through Last of Us 2 where you have to take a break because yeah. shit just gets a little too heavy. Nothing gets too heavy in this movie where you feel like, man, I just need to take a break. This has really like gotten to me. It doesn't. It's empty calories. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Uh, I think it's, it's a fun idea of, of a film that was never fully fleshed out correctly, but Mm. you can kind of see, you can see the groundwork for what he would do later in better films, like a time to kill Mm -hmm. where he's creating, he's creating the drama. He's creating the story. He's fleshing out the characters. It proved that maybe Joel Schumacher wasn't the best at directing Joel Schumacher scripts, but he had the potential to direct somebody else's material better. Agreed. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I can recommend it as well uh, for those same reasons. As long as you go into it knowing that put yourself in your 20-year-old body yeah. and, and mind yeah. frame and remember what it was like to have those hormones pumping through you, thinking sure. you're an adult, being able to do these adult things like drink and have sex and do drugs, but still yeah. not quite having a grasp on who you are, who the people you surround yourself are, uh, and, and how they affect your life going forward. But uh, sure. aside from that, the yeah. cast, man, is amazing. Like you said, this yeah. movie... Good. The fact that we still know the names of most of the major uh, cast um, mm-hmm. speaks volumes. Yeah. What about you, Tess? Yeah, de- I'll definitely recommend this because uh, I can see exactly why it's one of those pop culture movies as well, too, mm-hmm. in that in that why, like, it came out in 85 and it was st- it's still watched up till this day by even us on this podcast, but other people and people still reference it because I mean, you, like you guys have said, I mean, you remember watching this years, years and years ago. This is the first time I've ever seen it. And I'm, you know, about to get out of my twenties, but seeing and understanding like, Oh yeah. Like I've definitely had friends who are like a lot of these characters and that, you know, not even just that far removed from my life, you know, really. So to see and like, see these characters and how they were and understand like, yeah, this is a coming, not a necessarily a coming of age story, yeah, kind of, but it's, but it's the way of showing how like, Oh yeah, you guys eventually are going to need to come to grips with who it is that you are and the problems that you have in your life that are coming up because of who it is that you are. And you know, it's, well it's a good movie that, that I would honestly like recommend to anybody in their twenties and if they don't exactly understand a little bit to kind of get the like, yeah, I mean, you're gonna do dumb shit for a while, but <laughs> eventually hopefully it gets better. Yeah. Uh all right. So what did this movie do right? Uh you know, we said it before, but the cast cast is really good. Uh putting in good performances and making these characters uh not hateable. 
is a, is a feat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very easily palatable. Uh, level like a good idea story, and it, they gave it to us in a way that we could watch the entire movie and not, like you said, not feel like, oh man, I need a break from this at all. Sure, um, I thought that the cast is what this this movie did right. I think you know, the, I think it, it proved that you can have horrible material, but if you still have the right cast, it still makes it watchable. Like I said earlier, they don't elevate anything. But they mm-hmm. sure make it much more digestible. Uh, also, the soundtrack. Like I never <laughs> knew. Like, there's this, well, there's the love theme. There's this orchestral yes. love theme to the, that I've heard for years and didn't doom, remember doom, that it came doom, from this doom, movie. Yeah, it was used in like a lot of other movie trailers at the time. You would hear it like on soft rock back, yeah. back in the '80s, like, and yeah, very terms famous. Of endearment. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and also just the soundtrack that John Parr, Man in Motion, like that song is like eighties as fuck, but it's, <laughs> it's really good. like before we started recording, I told you guys, was, Joel was like, "I'll call in a couple minutes." I'm like, "Take your time." I'm listening to every cover I can find of this song on YouTube. <laughs> Let the post a couple of them on the Facebook page. Yeah, um, and did you know that that song originally John Parr didn't want to make it for this movie? It was supposed to be for uh, oh man, I can't remember his name, but he was a uh, some wheelchair bound uh, Olympian, right? A, yeah, paraplegic athlete who like it was about it was supposed to be like kind of his song as he toured around the world and stuff around the country, uh, and they ended up co opting it and using it for this film. <laughs> and like if you watch you watch John Parr, uh, he performs this song. Uh, after after Saint Almost Fire, like any time after 1986, every time he performs the song, he's changed the lyrics up a little bit, hmm. uh, and uh, and he's made it more so. It's it's definitely for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, the wheels in motion. Yeah, the wheels got to would be a man in motion. <laughs> All I need is a pair of. So what did this movie do wrong, guys? Uh, for me, it was you know the plot holes and basically just the characters and their de- not their development, but basically just seeing them actually have some remorse for what they did and come to grips with things because a few of them actually were rewarded. Like Emilio Estevez, when you look at it, he was rewarded in the end. Um, Also, Billy was rewarded. And even to a degree, the Jules character, she wasn't exactly rewarded, but everybody was basically just like, all right, yeah, we know you do dumb shit, but we're going to let that go and let's just laugh (laughs) it off. That's kind of what it just seemed like it happened at the end with everything with her. No, That's a good point, and I guess that's what it is for me, too, is that it's a a little irresponsible in that we don't get to see the comeuppance of of some of the mistakes. Everything's a-okay in the end, Uh, and it kind Mm. of glamorizes maybe that lifestyle that shouldn't be glamorized. I think you said earlier, Tess, that you could recommend it for, to you, some of your friends who are still in your 20s. I don't know about that. I think you need a little bit of yeah. distance from that time because otherwise you'll come <laughs> away thinking like, hey, man, you know, I can take anybody's, any girl's car keys and just put them on my pants. and uh, <laughs> It's just playful, right? I'm just playing. You, know, you got a 50-50 shot of it working out, right? True. <laughs> That's true, Joel. <laughs> 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 I think that, um, you see, I think the you kind of touched on it a little bit. The fact that, like, you don't see anything. <laughs> I think that's part of the problem with this movie. There's so much telling you what happened. Yeah. There's so much like, we didn't film it. We don't want you to actually see what happened. We didn't have the budget for it or something. Like, instead, we're going to tell you about something really profound that happened off screen. Uh, and now the characters are all going to come together. It's it's immature mm-hmm. in in its mentality. It's immature in its, uh, in its approach where it, 
Several years ago, I took a play that I wrote in high school mm-hmm. and then tried to update it and make it like instead of a one act play, I tried to make it like a two, three act show. And I tried to flush it out and now make it like through the eyes of me in my at the time in my like 30s. Mm. And it didn't work It because it still had a lot of that naivete to it. And I was too lazy to really do a deep dive and fix the whole thing. So it it still had the problems of a script that was written by like an 18 year old, 20 something. Um, And that's kind of what this script felt like that. It was just, it it was too immature. They didn't take the time to actually like flush it out and go, do people actually act like this or is it just children or our ideal of people? Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's kind of my big problem with this movie. It really should have had a script doctor. There should have been two or three other people from the studio that are like, we need to go over this again and make sure it's just, it's just not reading right. Uh, and they didn't do that. And that's exactly what this movie did wrong in my estimation. Uh, all right. So if we were going to remake this movie, how would we do that? Well, I've just recast the seven leads. I didn't get into the, any of the, uh, the tertiary characters. I did. Oh seven yeah. And Dale. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her too. Her too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I did. Let me see. Um, one, two, three, four, five. I did nine because I, I did Dale and I also did Ron, the gay neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where, where do you guys want to, where do you want to start? I guess Dale. This oh, is no, Dale. Start with, or the gay neighbor. Start with the gay neighbor. Okay. Uh, so here's the thing. I have three different recasts. Oh, oh wow. shit. I have three. They're all, uh, they're all different themes. Every one of them is a theme. Um, so I'll just start with the first one and because the other two were just fun, extra recasts and I'll just do those at the end. Uh, so my, my serious recast, what really like this movie every, while I was watching it, I couldn't help but think of friends and like, wow, this is like an episode of friends, but with the stakes are just like half a hair more extreme like you know in friends they never had to worry about like you know matt leblanc busting in on lisa kudrow and putting her keys down his pants and being like get it fish for him but but if they did that's what this movie would have been so starting with ron the gay neighbor would be played by paul rudd Ooh, i like that okay my uh my my dale biberman the Andy mcdowell character Mm -hmm. would be played by jane sibbett and uh, she played ross's ex-wife uh, which one? Which one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, Emily Carol. She played Carol. The oh, first the, the oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So now we should have. You should have Dale too, right, Tess? I yes, do I do. And oh, for yeah. Dale, I went with Emmy Rossum. Oh, Ooh, that's that character. Speaking of yeah, uh, the day after tomorrow. Yes, sir. I went with uh, Catherine Langford, as I always do. Nice. All right. So that mm. that brings us to the seven mains. There we go. And we would probably start with Wendy, correct? <laughs> yes, we would. Yes, we would. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Wendy. I went with uh, L Fanning, one of the younger Fanning girls. Uh, okay. yeah. I almost went with one of the Fannies. I went with Chloe Grace Moritz. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So who do you think my Wendy would be? Hmm. If you know I'm going with the Friends theme here. Uh, Is it Phoebe? Yeah, absolutely. Lisa Kudrow yeah. as, as Wendy. So. All right. Uh, who do you who do you want to do next? Leslie. Yeah, yeah. Let's do Ali Sheedy. The Ali Sheedy character. I went with Emma I Stone. With, oh, go ahead. Oh, I went with Emma Watson. Ooh. Oh, you guys two, both went with Emmas. Another Emma. Uh, this is fun for me. Who do you think I went with? 
that's got to be Monica. Monica, yeah, yeah. Courtney Cox. Yes, Courtney Cox, of absolutely. Course. You guys got it right. Two for two. <laughs> yeah, look at us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who do you want to do next? Do Andrew uh, McCarthy. Andrew cool. McCarthy, the Kevin character. Go ahead, Tess. Uh This one, this one might. Sh- oh, go ahead. No, no, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Oh no, go on. Well, I went Jago Lev. <laughs> it's who I went. All right, I went with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Ah, uh, everybody loves him. Um, all right, so this one's going to throw you. This is actually not one of the main cast members uh, of the show because there weren't enough to match up. I had to pick another character. Uh, if you know anything about Friends. Do you know the the the, the side characters? The this no, uh, not oh, Gunther. Gunther would have been great. <laughs> I almost went with Gunther. No, uh, I went with Giovanni Ribisi. Oh, the brother. Oh, Phoebe's brother. <laughs> I like that. For Phoebe's brother. Yeah, yeah, I went with Andrew McCarthy for that one, oh, or for oh, the Andrew McCarthy character. That's Giovanni fun. Ribisi. I like that. Good job. Okay. Uh, next, I have Kirby, the Emilio Estevez character. Mm-hmm. Who do you think would play my Kirby? Uh, I mean, oh. that could be. Is it Joey? No. No, I think it'd be uh, Chandler. Yeah, I think it'd be no, Chandler. No, you guys are both wrong. I went with Ross. Swimmer? Oh, Dude, wow. Who's more, who's more stalkery yeah, and, and creepy than yeah, freaking Ross? That is true. That's true. Yeah, that is <laughs> But they're all, true. all three of them are kind of assholes, so it's like Ross is my least favorite, so it's like which asshole do I want to pair him up with? <laughs> and you also have to remember, I'm trying to do the math, so that way like Ross – and Monica uh, aren't hooking up with each other. <laughs> it's pretty good. Mm. Well, that didn't, oh, that yeah. didn't stop you with uh, Andrew McCarthy and uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Hey, man, I know. What am I going to do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I should mention that uh, you're, it's funny you're doing a Friends thing because I almost went with a community recast because they almost oh, kind of pair up there. Cool. Uh-oh. That's my third That's one. your third one? No way! I, oh, yeah, oh, I did wow. that. <laughs> I tell you wow. what, let's do that real quick then because uh, I was guessing Shirley was going to be uh, Wendy. And, uh, uh, yes. Uh, Yvette uh, Nicole Brown. Yeah, um, uh, who's who's the girl who looks like your wife? Allison uh, Brie. Allison Brie. Allison Brie would have been uh, Ali Sheedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. What? Really? I have her as Jules. Jules. Uh, oh, Interesting. Okay. No, you got to okay. have Britta as Jules. No, no, no Britta's Wendy. Britta is Leslie. Leslie. Yeah. Ali Sheedy. I would have flip-flopped those, but uh, I, I, th- yeah. I think they work either way. And then uh-huh. for the guys. Guys. Yeah, that's a tough one, too, because uh, Joel McHale as Jeff Winger is kind of a dick. It could fit into any yeah. one of those. We kind of bounce around. Oh, is it Rob Lowe? But I think I kind of like him as the. Uh, um, I think he's gonna be Rob Lowe. Oh yeah, yeah. He, let's yeah. do Rob Lowe then. Joe McHale was my Alec. Yeah, that was the other one. It could have been. Uh, he was my Chud, my Chud Nelson. Could have been was Judd Joel, Nelson. Joe McHale. Yeah, my, you know, I could do that. Uh, my Kirby. Who do you think Kirby was? Abed or Troy? Probably. Nope. Troy. He was Troy. Donald. Glover. That's right, mm-hmm. Donald. Yeah. Glover. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Kevin, the Andrew McCarthy character. I had Dan as Abed. Yeah. And the Rob Lowe character, I guess, Chevy Chase. Oh, my God. <laughs> but because he's a dick, right? Yeah, process of he's an asshole. Yeah. Oh. My Dale Biberman was Paget Brewster. Uh, Who's that? And Ron, the gay neighbor, would be played by Jim Rash, the 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 dean. Oh, the dean, uh, of course. Well, who's the one you said yeah. before? Who's the who's Pad- Dale? Paget Brewster. She plays uh, – she's like one of the, the teachers in the, the season when they started doing it on Amazon. Or Hulu, oh, Amazon. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm yeah. still in season two. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And it would have been directed by the Russo brothers, obviously. Of course. Um, All right, let's get back to this then. Sorry. Then. Yeah. Kirby, the Emilio Estevez yeah. character, mm-hmm. played by for David Schumer and mine. For me, I went with Tom Holland. Oh, oh nice. That I almost went that. Mm-hmm. I went with the Enzo Elgort, Baby Driver. 
Ah, I like him, man. I never think of him. That's a good one. True, I never do. If you Googled young actors and looked at the image results like I do every week, uh, maybe you would have. You really got to stop doing that. They're going to put you on a list. I know, my fucking Google history is embarrassing. (laughs) I think think we have what? We have two more? Uh, Demi Moore, Rob Lowe, and uh, do we do? No, no, Judd Nelson. We got to do Judd Nelson. To me, yeah, to me. Rob Lowe and Judd Nelson. Okay, um, so you want to, who do you want to do next? I, I don't. Let, let's do Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson. I went with uh, Jason yeah. Schwartzman in that role. That's really good. Oh, That's really good. Uh, because with... you know what? I cast Jason Schwartzman in my second recast, <laughs> which involved <laughs> characters. Oh, now we cracked that code. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now we know what the second. Uh, one is. But my my Judd Nelson for for the friends would be Matthew Perry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yep. My Judd Nelson is Joe Keery, otherwise known as Steve Harrington. Yes. Harrington. Stranger Things. That's, That's good, great. man. That's good. You know, Billy, the Rob Lowe character Billy, kind of looked like Billy from Stranger Things. And times. that's my recast, yeah. Dr. Montgomery. Oh. as uh, the Oh, Rob is it? Oh. really good. Uh, mine would be Matt LeBlanc, obviously of the course. only one left. Mine would be Zac Efron. That's Ooh, good. There you go. I almost did a casting with Zac Efron. I almost mm-hmm. did a, a high school musical casting, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> too many. Too many recasts. Uh, I got excited about this one. Yeah. So then, obviously, Jules, my Demi Moore, would be played by Jennifer Aniston. Yep. And I got Jennifer Lawrence. I have Sophie Turner. Ah. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Cool. All right, and really quick, I'm going to run through my my Scott Pilgrim recasting. It's we already know I would have cast Jason Schwartzman as the Judd Nelson character. Mm-hmm. Allie Cheedy would be played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes. The Emilio Estevez character played by Brandon Routh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rob Lowe character <laughs> played by Chris Evans. Yes. Kevin, yep. uh, Andrew McCarthy character played by Kieran Culkin. Uh, <laughs> Demi Moore played by Aubrey Plaza. Um, uh... Wendy would be Played by Brie Larson, yep. uh, the Dale Biberman character, Annie McDowell, played by Anna Kendrick, Ooh. and Michael Sarah would be Ron, the gay neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm so upset we didn't come up with that. That's brilliant. So there we go. If you have any ideas on how you would recast this movie or thoughts about St. Elmo's Fire in general, go ahead and let us know. Go to Facebook.com slash Editing Bay or just in that search bar on Facebook. Type in the Editing Bay. Find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that. And that's where you can talk back to us. Uh, let us know what your thoughts of the movie were. If you have ideas for other movies we could watch in the future, put your suggestions there. We'll add them to the list. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It's not the editing bay. It's not editing It's editingbay.com. Uh, go ahead and go there and bookmark it. Uh, anytime you want to find out something about our little podcast, chances are you're going to find it there. Like our social media networks, you're going to find a link to our Facebook page as well as our Twitter handle, which is at the editing bay. Please follow us there. I swear I'm going to start uh, making updates again. Uh, now that we're kind of getting back on track, you're going to get uh, two episodes this week because I finally caught oh. up. I know. Uh, and nice. hopefully we'll have one a week from this point out. Uh, ho- happy Fourth of July, by the way, everybody. Well, happy Fourth of July to you. <laughs> Same to you. And uh, all that and more on editingbay.com. Oh, I can't believe I didn't put John Oliver anywhere in that community recasting. Oh, let's see. Oh, he could have been. Hmm. I would have made him the Jeff Nelson character. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, better. I'm Chase. Nameless yeah. and faceless. <laughs> uh, guys, leave us a rating and review on your podcasting app. A five-star rating would be fantastic. And then leave us a little review. Let us know what you like about the show. If there's stuff that you think that we could do better, put your uh, your your advice there. You know what? As long as it's five-star criticism, we don't mind. Because you know what? If you leave less than five stars, you know what you are? You're Kirby. You're Kirby oh. from this movie. You're, you're chasing us in the rain on your bicycle and then stalking and watching us. 
and then walking in at an inopportune moment, you know what? We're not going to invite you back to our apartment. No, no, no. We're calling the cops. You're going to get, <laughs> and that's it. You're not going to, your law career, your, yes. your, what was he supposed to be? A lawyer? Yeah. Like, I don't know, but yeah. if I were that boyfriend, I'd be taking a Polaroid of his ass getting thrown into a cop car. That's what pictures yeah, I would have been taking. Exactly it. I'd have been like, yeah, stay in the car. I'm calling the cops. But yeah, please leave us a five-star rating. That would be awesome. And then share with your friends uh, and tell them, hey, you know that movie, uh, Stayin' Elsewhere? <laughs> Stayin' Almost Stayin Elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one in the hospital, right? I love that show. <laughs> the theme song almost sounds the same. Yeah, very similar. Uh, Go ahead and, uh, and and check out this podcast. These guys talk about movies, uh, and then sometimes they talk about video games. And you know, uh, sometimes they uh, they're they're confused about what they should be saying uh, to their their black co-host. <laughs> like they're trying not to be. <laughs> oh man, this is a great segue to what we're about to we're about to talk about right oh, now. Shit. Right, what are we do next week? Well, Joe, after that great transition, <laughs> so well with everything going around with the protest and just you know social what, what injustice protest? i mean you know what protests <laughs> for pro protests going around against police brutality and you know george floyd and also a lot of other victims that we've seen things like this happen to brianna i decided taylor. brianna oh brianna taylor tamir rice yeah bro um, we, you guys, can, the, the list can go on and I on was, and on i was high school friends with one of these officers involved in the Brianna Taylor thing. Yeah. I saw you said that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Does, does that, is that kind of on brand? Did you see that uh, coming? No. no. In fact, oh. I, I had I recounted a story and it it wasn't so much that I'm trying to be like a, a character defense for, for, for Miles. His name is Miles Cosgrove. Mm -hmm. Um in fact, Joel, I wrote a web series pilot once where the main characters were based on me and him and you you read that that script. Oh really? Oh, oh. wow. One where the there was the character based on you, and you were just like, "What's all this funny business?" Hmm, business. Oh yes, business. <laughs> yeah, it was. Wow. It was John, John, and Miles were the main that. characters, and it's based on Miles Cosgrove. Uh, no, he was not. He wasn't this person. Like, I, and, and the thing is, I don't know. I haven't talked to him since not long after we graduated high school. I, I haven't really talked to him. So who knows what happens to a man? Like the way that people change, and yeah. I don't know the changes he's gone through. But the Miles I knew. I, I would have expected him to have like spoken up and said the right thing at this point and been like, I take responsibility. Like that bad, <laughs> that, that bad video. I've ever like, I take responsibility. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I hope you're going to post that by the way, on the Facebook page, the, uh, the, yeah, you the should. parody that you created. That we did. Yeah. There's, there's a spoof. It's going to hit the internet uh, tomorrow. Uh, no, nice. Just like, yeah. Like, so you never know, I guess why I'm saying this uh, is to say like, you never know how close this is going to hit. Uh, even you might not think this impacts you uh, just because like, you know, it, you've, you've lived with privilege for so long. Exactly. And so you don't know how, how close it is. And you're like, wow, this happened. And I can't believe that, it, that this is one of those people like, and the best I could do when I post about it was just kind of recount a story about a quick version. We were in speech class senior year of high school, and these guys in class started getting in fights with each other. And it was like the the FFA guys, the farmers, the oh, racing, yeah. of course. Uh, oh, wow. Got, got yeah. into it with a couple of the other guys in the class, and a lot, of, a lot of racial slowing around. And the vice of principal of the school came in the next day and addressed the class. And the whole theme of the conversation was like, "Hey." 
this word is a really offensive word, but you have to understand, it's just as offensive when you call a white person a cracker. <laughs> like, bro, uh, we I love that there, argument. We sat there for 20 minutes listening to this one. And like me and Miles, like I'd be talking and like kind of saying something under my breath to him. Like, dude, can you believe this? It's so stupid. I can't believe I have to sit through this. And Miles finally stood up and he was like, what's your point? This is dumb. Like you're, you're trying to make and he, to steal a page from uh, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing this whole thing. So to steal a page from uh, John Mulaney, he was basically like, you know, you're saying cracker is just as bad as a word that you're not even going to say. Yes. Like there's, <laughs> there's a problem here. And he got sent to the principal's office. Like she wow. told him, get out of here, go to the principal's Good. office. And he was like, fine. And he got his bag and he walked off. And so that's, that was kind of like the point of the thing that I wrote was like, I watched him stand up and say and do the right thing once. And mm-hmm. I just wish that that, that guy would come back and do the same thing again. Um, wow. So yeah, I'm sorry. Tess. I completely derailed no. you. No, that was see that's actually that's great because because of that because I think like stories like that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to pick this documentary which is what I'm picking picking it's called the Thirteenth by Ava DuVernay mm-hmm. and it talks about the Thirteenth Amendment and basically all the things that went into it getting passed and then everything since and how like all of the systematic racism and mm-hmm. like the prison system everything has been set up against black and brown minorities so the problems and issues that we're actually having today that we're seeing protests and everything come from this this uh specific documentary actually goes into things that shed light on why these things have happened and why they're now what we're dealing with in everyday life Mm -hmm. so that's cool and this is going to be the first time we've we've Taking a documentary. Look at yeah. documentary yeah on the, on the show so this will be this will be great and yeah. I, I think that you said it's on it's on netflix yeah it's on netflix so everybody can watch it. and it's oh and it's a it's a great documentary to where literally like it's very informative but also the entire time in entertaining all right cool looking forward so we'll, to it we'll very ahead. special episode of the editing yeah we'll come on back we'll talk about that next week jeff thank you very much sir yeah. joel always a pleasure pleasure all mine that's good work man yeah yeah man <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week for the 13th. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.